0: Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Ed Mercadante, the CEO and founder at MediTelecare, And he's back once again. We're excited to have you on. How's it going? Hey, Jared. Good to be on again with you today. I'm really happy to be on your
1: podcast.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to to chat again. It's always fun when uh, I'm able to chat with you or anyone from your team. uh, Super knowledgeable and in, in all things like telehealth care and, and behavioral health. So we're really excited to chat once again. I've had three cups of coffee today, so I'm fired up for this, which is good for me. Um, well, I got my diet
1: coke here. This is my third caffeine uh drink today, <laughs> so I'm okay with that. Yeah.
0: Awesome. All right. So we're both we're both caffeinated. We're ready to go. Uh really what we're gonna cover today, and just the audience I'll I'll put in Ed's Ed's been um you know, on in the past, we'll tag that in the, uh, in the show notes. So they'll be able to see your past episodes, but really today we're going to have a conversation on, uh, on really older, older adults and like access to care and some of the major problems, um, that you've been seeing. And, uh, we're going to have you kind of start off, uh, at, uh, I'm going to give you the floor to kind of talk about this core issue and we'll kind of keep it, keep it nice and casual, but have a conversation about it yeah jared i'm really passionate about this right because maybe i'm an
1: older adult so that probably defines that but um you know older adults in america who need health care um have a hard time accessing health care you know uh the typical paradigm is even in a COVID environment is you know they jump in the car they go to their doctor they make an appointment sometimes they have to wait weeks and months for an appointment And, you know, uh, if they're of Medicare age, they, you know, they might be put in a queue, it takes a longer time to get in and so on and so forth. And then if they're really sick, and they're in kind of an institutional type setting, like, like a nursing home or an assisted living or an IL, well, sometimes the docs go to them. But it's kind of this difficult friction that occurs between the person who needs the care, and the caregiver. So why I, I kind of Uh, was attracted to teletechnology and telehealth is because it's a frictional-less type of encounter. And it it disintermediates or disrupts the paradigm that, that we have today. The other thing is older adults are mostly seeking treatment of what I call sick care, right? The the only time they go to a doc or the only time they see someone is around some kind of a sickness, whether it's an infectious disease or something happening, arthritis, a behavioral health type of condition, something like that. Where I think teletechnology plays a huge, huge role is breaking down the barriers and not making it just a sick paradigm, making it more a wellness paradigm. And that to me, is what keeps me passionate about this, you know. And, and I and I I got some ideas of how uh, technology can really uh, improve the paradigm uh, in removing the sickness side and making a more a wellness side. Interesting. And by the way, you're
0: not old. No, I'm not. I, yeah, I agree you with you. You, you know? can't say that. You're. It's. Yeah. That's. Come on. That's crazy talk. Um, no. <laughs> um. And, and basically what you and I are going to talk through a little bit today is uh, as we kind of go through some of the things that we've outlined kind of ahead of this call, you're going to go through some of those solutions that kind of uh, you've put together, that you've seen that are either, you know, what's present today, what still needs to happen, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of touch base on, on, on some of those right now. Can you talk us through why, you know, in your your mind, one of the, one of the big solutions here is basically more frequent access to medical care via telehealth. Like how does, how does having telehealth via a video link or through one of these mobile apps, like how does that actually start to help the problem uh, in your eyes?
1: Yeah. So, so today everybody defines telehealth as this video link, whether it's a zoom type link, or it's a link that's, that's kind of the synchronous video, which obviously that is an important component to be able to talk to your caregiver, see your caregiver, have a dialogue, have a maybe a more mature dialogue rather than a telephone call. And really um, that caregiver can see where you are and, and, and um, what your issue is and that kind of thing. But there are so many more what I call digital tools that can help that caregiver improve long-run outcomes for you, and maybe prevent something from happening. So one of the things that we've embraced here at MediTelecare is digital risk assessment behavioral health tools, okay? So for example, we have something that we call the MediReview. It's a digital risk assessment tool that we can um, basically put any patient through on a digital basis and it assesses six core attributes of measuring whether the person has a very serious behavioral health issue, a mild issue, or, or something that doesn't even need care right now. And it measures things like, you know, the current symptoms, um, the something called the BIMS measurement, which measures for cognitive impairment or cognitive issues, right? Every older person post 60 years old starts thinking about you know it's not whether you forgot where you left your keys it's whether you forget what what a key is for right the cognitive impairment dilemma um phq9 is a is a is a, a test that a behavioral health specialist will give to someone to measure depression a lot of older people are suffering from depression um ptsd screening Um, And that can be defined as TBI screening as well, traumatic brain injury or PTSD being post-traumatic stress uh, disorder, which is true in older people a lot, especially if they've got a loved one that that died or something else happened in their life, okay? Um, Previous medical history and diagnosis is important. And then obviously their medication assessment. All these things can be done digitally now. We've developed our own tool, for example, to do it digitally. And actually pre- report back on it. Create a report card that we can give to other caregivers um, that are working. So if the, if the resident or patient is in a skilled nursing center or if they're in assisted living center or if they're, they're help working with a home care person, we can give that report to them you know, on a permission basis. Or we can give it back to them directly and trend it. So that's kind of an important and cool thing to be able to trend where you are on something. Um, so that, that, that's, a, that, you know, that whole digital risk assessment area is, is a brand new area of teletechnologies. Um, and then I've got some other things here and I don't know if you want me to keep rambling or what.
0: I want to, I want to keep hearing. I know if I'm going to speak for the audience here, right? Cause they, they don't have a, a voice right now. They're just going to tune into this after, but uh, I, I like where we're rifting right now. So if you can give us, give us a couple more and then we can kind of uh, okay. have the conversation go from there.
1: Okay. Well, another big, big area right now is, is the whole area of what I call chronic care management or, or, um, and, and, and in my environment, in the behavioral health environments called behavioral health integration, and that's all done digitally as well. And that's when you have a care coordinator who is working on a digital basis with a patient in between the normal visits, right? The normal visit for an older adult is seeing a a practitioner maybe every three months uh, or every two months, and it depends on what kind of issue they're seeing that person. But in between, on a real-time basis, these individuals, older adults who suffer from multiple comorbidities or or, or multiple ailments, need uh, need to be able to talk to someone or interact with someone. So care coordinators um, play an important role here. And there's something called chronic care management and behavioral health integration, both done digitally, that help monitor their condition. The government now pays and reimburses for those under Medicare and under Medicare Advantage programs. We've gotten into this big time because we think that if we can understand What is health maintenance and wellness overall? You're going to have a a better outcome for that individual. It's all about the patient. It's all about their outcome. So that's one. The second thing, and really probably the most promising thing, is what I call digital remote patient monitoring, which is everything from wearables like an eye watch that, um, that measures, you know, your heart rhythm and your heart rate, but the to continuous um, remote monitoring of your blood pressure, oximetry, which is oxygen levels, um, weight, and blood glucose. Depending on what the comorbidity is, like if you have a diabetic patient, it is extremely beneficial to be monitoring their blood glucose. In the old days, the way it was done is the person finger pricks themselves, they write it down, they bring it to their doctor, and they see that doctor every three months or every six months, and so then the do- And sometimes they don't write it down, and the doctor says, "Oh yeah, well, you're." And then they do some tests when they're there. Now, with remote patient monitoring devices, you can actually produce that result on a daily and multiple daily basis, and it can be monitored remotely by uh, a clinician, which is really going to help in, in controlling the diabetic. Um, Uh, complications that happen. Same thing with blood pressure, same thing with COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, to be measured with oximetry devices. So that's the the next level. I think that we're going to become this very mobile uh, uh, older adult. We're going to be in our home and we're going to have these technology devices helping us manage our wellness, not just when we're sick, But in between, you know, like when we're when we're well and keeping us in a more wellness state as opposed to a sick state. Right. Because we spend so much billions of dollars on treating sick states, you know, people that are in the sick state. I want my vision is to try to keep people in the wellness state, you know, Um, and and technology does that and can help us with that.
0: And in terms of and and I love that vision, by the way, because it's. uh so much of healthcare, especially in in America, right, is treating people that are are very sick or already sick and uh, still not enough is spent on uh, the preventative care aspect, making sure that people are staying healthy Um, because it's a slippery slope, right? Once you go down that unhealthy path uh, is where things can really start to stem off from that. But when when I look at the space and, and based on how I've been following it too, are there certain things that I, I know my opinion, right? I've seen there's some things that need to, to change as far as regulations, right? What are some of the things that you view as like barriers to that ultimate vision that, that we as a society, and especially like just in the United States, need to really take a look at either our regulations or the structure? What's, what's standing in the way through your eyes?
1: Well, unfortunately, it's an economic situation. I think that the healthcare payers have to reward practitioners, like groups like ours and general groups, meaning medical groups. For wellness care, not just periodic sickness care, but wellness care. Because in the long run, they're going to be the beneficiary of this, right? So if you have a diabetic patient who, can, who controls their, their blood sugar better than what they would control it otherwise, it's going to reduce their rehospitalization or hospitalization or acute uh, um, uh, ramification of their disease. Same thing with behavioral health. If you can work with them, you're going to reduce the incidence of them being in an acute type of mental health crisis. So the biggest, the biggest issue we have in this country is Medi- Medicare Advantage programs and commercial payers understanding that wellness care is really as important or if not more important than sickness care. Okay. Medicare, to their you know, and I'm, you know to their credit, have, have now passed a couple of, of areas like chronic care management, and behavioral health integration, that are moving in that right direction. Um, and and that, that's very helpful. The regulations um, you know, if, if there was one benefit that came out of COVID and nothing else came out of it, is that telehealth is an acceptable normative now. And has become part of the care fabric that we, um, as practitioners, can use, and the patients are more receptive to it. And and ultimately, I don't want it to be just kind of a a one and done situation. I want this to continue well beyond the you know COVID pandemic, and 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 migrated and morphed into this what I call wellness state that that people should be in.
0: I like that term. Wellness state. Okay. I like that. Um, right. I mean, that's what everybody wants. They just want to be happy and be, you know,
1: well, not sick. Okay.
0: Yeah. And for, and that starts, you know, is there, it becomes, um, you know, your chances that obviously as you get older, your chance of getting sick just continue to increase. Right. So being able to start earlier, and like it, it, when you're in that adult stage to be able to be in that, as you said, wellness state is just going to it's going to de-risk the situation of you actually getting sick in the long term. Right. It's not going to make it go up. So I like that approach. Uh, what what do you see is like the we're, we're getting we're kind of getting close to like the time we just about wrap up. But real quick, what what do you kind of see? Like, where are we heading from here? What's what's next through your your lens? Well, I,
1: I mean, obviously, uh, my lens is. Being focused on devices and working those devices, this phone is the disruptive force and everything, right? And creating the technology that enables a healthcare practitioner to improve the care and improve the uh, this you know this driven vision towards wellness state, you know, where we're going to be able to have predictive health risk assessment tools and minimization, like for example, preventing a person from falling right? An older person, one of the biggest problems is they fall down, they become unstable, maybe because of their medications, maybe because of their wellness state. Okay, so these tools, these digital tools, we can show real outcomes in evidence-based medicine that we can help reduce those kind of ramifications. That's what I want to get to, you know, and, and, um, and that's what, what, you know, gets me up in the morning, keeps me excited. And, you know, um, really is the driving force towards uh, the improvement of teletechnologies.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm I'm excited to continue this conversation going like in the, in the future, because this probably not be the last time that you and I are having this discussion about this, but you've given us a really good framework for how you're thinking about uh, these topics and kind of where it's heading from here. So uh, we'll definitely be having you on again soon to talk about this and many other topics, as well as other members of the team. Uh, as well as some partners and stuff like that. We have a couple things in the works, right? But always a pleasure speaking with you. It's always exciting to see how passionate you are about number one, what you're working on and uh, also love how, you know, everyone go, ch- go check out Meta Telecare. He's, he's not name dropping. He's not telling you to, and that's what uh, I really love working with you uh, because you're not pushing people towards that. You're just pushing like, Hey, here, here's my, my future. Here's what I view like the future looking like. Here's the vision through my eyes and then people will just see what, what you do and once again. Well, great.
1: Jared, thank, thanks thanks, so much for having me on again today. I'll look forward to our, uh, our next uh, time we get together on a podcast.